This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. Hello and welcome to The Fit Mess, where our topic this week is how a clean and peaceful home can relieve anxiety and create a calm and peaceful mind. We will talk about that with our guest. You know her as Clean Mama, Becky Rappinchuk. She has a brand new book. It is called Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. We've talked about this to some degree on the show already, but I have been traveling with my family. I'm currently in Canada. I'm in British Columbia, where I've learned quite a few lessons on this journey. It's been interesting being in someone else's home uh, with far less than what we normally have in our house. Uh, For one, we're learning pretty quickly that the way our house is laid out lends itself to being on top of each other, tripping over each other constantly. And, And anything that is left out makes a larger impact on the perception of mess in the house. But also I'm learning that having less, especially in COVID and, and I'm, you know, I'm looking at my dresser and just thinking that thing is still loaded with clothes that I have not missed for the entire month that I've been gone. Like I don't need so much of what I have at my house. And it's been just such an interesting lesson in, in dealing with clutter, dealing with stuff, dealing with mess to know that, a lot of it is beyond my control because of where I live, but a lot of it is within my control because of the amount of stuff that I have packed into this tiny house. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's been a really a, a big um, that's been a big lesson for me in the last few weeks. Yeah, the amount of stuff we have is pretty amazing. Our our house in Seattle was it was big enough, and I don't know why or how, but every single room in that house had like a gigantic storage space. So every single room had this gigantic closet. We even had a, a room under the stairs that you could walk under the stairs and it opened up into a full room that was, um, I nicknamed it the murder room because you had to crawl <laughs> to get to it. But right. we had just all, all of these places to put stuff and they were full. And then we had gigantic playroom full with toys mm-hmm. like just all this stuff but then we had to move 3,000 miles and you pay per pound right we threw out a lot so when we got here it was very different unpacking all of our stuff we we're like hey we have a couple of rooms that don't have anything in them <laughs> this is wonderful <laughs> fast forward a year and a half later we have filled them pretty well but yeah it's amazing like we didn't we didn't have to get any of that stuff again like all the stuff we got rid of that we were just storing or we had in our house like we didn't need any of that crap. Yeah. You guys were, were uh, inspirational to us because you would have, when you guys did live out here, you had your monthly dinner parties or brunch parties or whatever. And I, I always just thought like, man, these guys are so social. Like they, they just love having people over and this is great. And then we come to find out after a few sessions that uh, there was an ulterior motive to your regular parties at your house. Yep. We, I mean, we enjoyed seeing our friends, but it was by inviting people over it was the external motivation that we needed to clean the house. So <laughs> people would come over, they wouldn't leave it as messy as it was before we cleaned and it was perfect. Right. How is uh how has COVID changed that for you since you can't have anyone over anymore? Do, are you just surrounded by filth and crap now? Uh yeah, we don't have a routine anymore. That's for sure. Um it now gets it, now we just get to the point where or at least I get to the point where things build up and build up and build up. And then I lose my cool and throw everything away. Then I get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the getting in trouble is the external motivation that I have to not do that because I know that the the wrath and the tears that would follow my you know drive to the Salvation Army would uh, would not be worth the the, the effort. 
Well, the worst part for, for me is my daughter likes to craft and we bought a rug for the dining room. And on the end of the rug was, you know, a piece of cardboard that wrapped around the rug a little bit. So when we pulled it off, it was kind of looked like a wagon wheel piece of cardboard. And I threw those off to the side, unrolled the rug. And then as I was cleaning up, I went to throw them out. And my daughter intercepted me and was like, no, 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 no. I can use those for crafting. Don't throw those away. So immediately I was like, okay, smarty pants. What are you going to do with them? You know, thinking you don't have a plan for this. And she proceeded to tell me her plan, which was actually logically made sense. And I was like, ah. So we kept the pieces of cardboard that the rug was wrapped in because she had a plan for the crafting. She had the plan for it. The execution is still questionable. We have the same thing. And it's so funny. There's a program at school and I can't think of what it was called, but there's a a program at school where they basically like teach kids how to make things out of other things. Like collect your toilet paper rolls and your cereal boxes and wheels and just random knickknacks and turn them into these marble runs or whatever amazing creations. And while I applaud the effort to teach about recycling and reusing, it does create this like, you can't throw anything away. Anything could be used to make my creation into the most amazing creation ever. And then Mm -hmm. it does, it just turns into, hey guys, can I throw away this cereal box that's been on your desk for three weeks? No, I'm gonna need that when I need to build a new marble run. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's, it's a lot. It's just a lot. It is. All right. Well, clearly we need some help. Our, our homes are in chaos. Things are a mess. And, and I think most people, especially those with kids, uh, can relate to that. So we've turned to an expert for some help. We got in touch with Becky Rappinchuk. You know her better as Clean Mama. She's a huge following online. She's got several books. Her new one is Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. And we started talking about her journey. She actually started as a, an art school teacher with classrooms full of messy kids and her desire to have clean in that environment turned into an entirely different career path. Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting journey. (laughs) Uh, For sure. My, I started teaching in 1997. So, you know, quite a while ago, I taught for about 10 years. And during that time, I taught all different ages from kindergarten through 12th grade, the longest stint that I had was with elementary age kids. And I, when I taught elementary, I would have 600 kids in a week. So lots of kids coming through my classroom, lots of messes. And naturally I'm a clean, neat person. So it was definitely kind of like the left brain meets right brain every day, all the time (laughs) in my classroom. But I really liked it a lot because I was, we were able to be creative and express ourselves that way, but also I figured out how to get the kids to clean up as quickly as possible in short periods of time, because you don't want to, if you have a 40 minute art period, you don't want to spend 10 minutes cleaning up your spot. You want like three minutes. So you're lined up, ready to go for your teacher. So that was kind of where I started kind of figuring out some different systems for cleaning and different way to do things. I also cleaned houses for fellow um, teachers. So I was able to clean a little bit on the side and um, learned some cleaning different spaces in different houses, different size houses, different bathrooms, like all that. And when Clean Mama came around, it was a way for me basically to share my routine online. It 
I started Clean Mama in 2009. Everything was wide open. It was like totally different. (laughs) You know, you put a post on Facebook, every one of your followers saw it. (laughs) So I mean, it was definitely the World Wide Web blogging or World Wide World of Blogging at that point. And um, I am really thankful that I was able to start it at that point. But I was also sharing something that was new as well. And then in a new format, because it was online versus books or magazines or newspapers, radio, however people were receiving home types of information. So I shared my routine real simply with uh, my followers. And I had my routine typed up, I would share that on a clipboard and people wanted to buy it. So I started selling it on Etsy as a PDF, which um, my husband was like, I can't believe people buy things that don't exist. (laughs) And now it's like, that's just how that's how we transfer information. Now that's how people get things we download the PDF. And that's basically how it started. And I wrote my first book in 2013 and I've just continued to share online. I'm continue to come up with ways to talk about cleaning and in different, different ways. And it's, it's fun. It's, and I um, really enjoy sharing the simple parts of it, make, breaking it down, making it easier so that you're not spending your whole weekend cleaning and you aren't like hating yourself because you wasted all this time for just to clean. That resonates with me. I've got two little kids. Um, yeah, and even the, the press release, I don't usually read the, the pitches in the, in the press release, but the, the, this part stood out to me. We want our homes to be comfortable havens where we can leave the challenges of the outside world behind. Yet the reality may more likely resemble piles of laundry toys everywhere, overflowing junk drawers, last night's dishes in the sink, the clutter from one room sprawling into the next and, and sort of what that does to our anxiety. What, is, what does that do to us uh, from a mental health perspective, uh, being surrounded by clutter and mess all the time? Absolutely. There are studies um, out talking about how clutter does increase your stress level. And when you reduce that clutter, your stress level goes down. So now in the age of the pandemic and everything that's going on, we're in a, compl- it's completely different just from a, we're using our homes differently. we're not leaving as much. We're like, we're now have a restaurant in our home and a school in our home. And so we're, it's adding to that anxiety, adding to that level of stuff. And what I try to share with people is that it can be, you don't have to have like these marathon cleaning sessions. If you would just do a little bit every day, you're going to reduce your stress level. You're going to feel better about your home you're going to be able to find your socks. <laughs> like the, even like the little things, like being able to locate something, you'll know where it is. You can find it. You don't have that stress um, involved with that too. So doing all those little things uh, for me always sounds good. And I try. And, and as we do those little things, we've got two little ones that are little hurricanes. And you know, I, f- I feel like my wife and I are FEMA and we're just constantly cleaning up after the hurricane that just blew through. <laughs> How do we get the kids on board? How do we get them to understand the impact that they're having with, with their messes and not cleaning up after themselves? And, and what do we do to get them on board and, and helping to be part of the solution? Well, it definitely depends on the ages of your kids. But I've always said, like, when they're two, if they're walking, they can put stuff away. If they're creating a mess, they can put stuff away. So I think it's easiest with little kids, even middle, like lower elementary age kids, I think it's easier to say, have specific times during the day where you're doing like a little clutter pickup or cleanup of some sort. I've always framed those around meal times. 
so that it's kind of attached to that meal, whether it's before or after. Um, for me, it's been easiest to say, okay, I'm making dinner, go and pick up your room or go put away your, your clothes. I know that they're like lying all over your, your room, go put those away, go put your back, get your backpack ready for tomorrow. So different things that you can give them direction. And like when my kids were really little, I could stand in the kitchen and watch where they were playing in like the family room and watch them cleaning up while I was cooking, kind of like voice directions sure, <laughs> to sure. that, put on a song, we put on some music, try to make it fun, turn, put on a timer, like, let's see how much we can pick up in five minutes. Oh, that was so good. Let's do another five minutes. So <laughs> right. things like that, where you're like encouraging them to race themselves or race each other always helps and just putting in it like attaching it to a time of the day. And this is just what we do at three o'clock or this is what we do before we eat lunch. We clean up our mess and then we move on. If for kids, if you're having one specific cleanup time, but they've been making messes all day long, that's overwhelming in and of mm -hmm. itself. I mean, it's overwhelming for us as an, as adults <laughs> too. For sure, for sure. So that's why like start with breaking it up into little parts. And then I found that as kids get older, they realize they start to learn, like they need to put things away when they're done with them because before we take something else out, yeah. um, another system that's always helpful with little kids is like a, almost like a library system where you have your different um, categories of, toys, whether they're in bins or baskets, and you don't have them all out at the same time. So you kind of rotate through baskets or bins. That seems to be really helpful as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. Speaking of families, a, a big focus in the book is the, the products that we use to clean our homes. And we want a clean home so that our family is healthy and clean and all that. But a lot of what is available at the store is pretty toxic and, and dangerous to be using uh, in our homes. Well, first, let's talk about how toxic some of those things are and why they're so dangerous. Yeah, uh, there are I, my third book, um, Clean Mama's Guide to a Healthy Home. I like break it down like extensively <laughs> by ingredients and everything like that. This book touches on it slightly, but the main thing that I am worried about are fragrance, like artificial fragrances, um, and then different chemicals that are endocrine disruptors, um, hormone disruptors. I mean, different things that are we're, we don't realize how they, we take them in and like little kids, especially they absorb those things into their bodies at a much higher level than we do as adults too. So you have to be thinking about that laundry products to me are the worst because you are wearing them, you're sleeping in them. Like that fragrance is horrible and you, you have to be really careful with what you use for laundry. I, um, so I always say, start with your laundry products, like Dryer sheets are like a big no. Fabric softener is a no. Like those have, those are to me are like the worst chemicals. I talk a lot about DIY cleaning products so that you can mix them up with simple ingredients that you have in your home. I have recipes that are tried, tested, used in, I don't know, thousands, millions of households. Right. People love them. So you can mix them up for pennies a day. I also recommend products. I have products in my shop. Um, so I, and I have so much in my, on my website as well. If you want to look at DIY cleaners, there's recipes there. Um, but I think that the, and I also describe like why certain things you shouldn't be using certain ingredients or certain products. Um, but you have to think like, kind of go a little bit further with 
your kids and like if like let's say you use um, a cleaner to clean your floors and it's has a has chemicals in it it's toxic I mean if you see the big like um, you know toxic sign on there like call poison control if you would ingest this whatever like don't use that in your home and then if you 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 clean your floor with it and then you have little kids that are walking or crawling on the floor with bare feet bare hands putting their hands I mean you're like you have to kind of go there unfortunately and it's scary to do so but it's important to just from a like you want your home to be as safe as possible and you can have a clean home when you don't use without using chemicals in your home yeah and i think you even say in the book something to the effect of you know you can face this now when there's something you can do about it or down the road when the problems have been caused by what you've yeah. been using your entire life yeah. it's, it's so it's Absolutely. so true um, and it's so funny I'm, I'm flashing back to when i was a kid um, whenever I would come home, I could always tell the house was clean because of the strong lemon <laughs> scent. And like that's, that's the smell of clean yeah. in my yeah. brain. Yeah. And I just think about what was in that, that just made the house right. just, you know, you could feel the lemon in the air. It was just crazy. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> getting back to the point of, um, of natural ingredients. It's funny how I find a correlation between, um, food and, and the, uh, what you outline in the book the simpler, the better. I mean, there are just vinegar, water, baking soda, these really simple things. It does seem like when we strip away all of these things that we've added to products to make them last or do whatever, the more harmful they are. Is, is that kind of the, the gist of what you hope people take away from this? Absolutely. And I always, I find it curious when people talk about like, I'm going to have a, eat a whole food diet and I'm going to make, you know, but then they're cleaning their house with a toxic ingredient. Like it, it, they, the two don't go hand in. I mean, Obviously, one is, you know, you're eating, you, but people don't see the correlation between the safer products. Like when you can buy organic products, you don't have to think about what pesticide was used on this or anything like that. But when it's the same thing with cleaning products, if you are making it yourself or you know the company that's making it and you trust the ingredient, you can see the ingredient list and you can trust that like then you don't have to think about what's going to happen if you use that. It, you're not, it's, it doesn't have to be a calculated risk. <laughs> you can right. just choose something safe. Right. Um, we've, we've talked about sort of the, the kind of quick daily things we can do to, to keep uh, our homes organized and clean. What are some, some basic things you would suggest to anyone who either feels like they've got a pretty good handle or are just still overwhelmed by home being the gym, the office, school, everything, what are some basic things people can do to start on a path to having a cleaner, more organized home? Yeah, I think the first thing to kind of think about is like, think about your day and when you have a pocket of time that you could actually do something, even if it's for five or 10 minutes, use that time in your home. If, you, um, if you're working in your Zoom meeting all day long, but you do have an hour break for lunch or a 30 minute break for lunch, can you run up the steps and throw in a load of laundry and kind of move your body a little bit and then get back to your zoom meeting? Like you can, you can think about things that way, just from a, like I'm getting up and I'm moving and I'm doing something. You can do that. Or you can also think about it. Like, how will I feel when this is done? Am I going to feel better when this is done? Will this, is this, if I do this now, I'm going to save myself time later when it's two or three times that pile is two or three times taller than this right now. So kind of thinking through that way. And I think with our homes being so like the, like every, like do it all centers at this point. Um, if you can separate anything at all, I would recommend doing that. So like if you 
have kids at home doing school, have a bin for their school stuff so that it's not like sprawled all over a desk. Like just try to contain what you can um, think of things that you could reuse, like would have a, serve a purpose down the road so that you're not purchasing extra things, but like a simple basket that you could use for something else, put the kids stuff in there so that they can access it. And then they're able to um, keep it neat and tidy and they know where that stuff goes. I found that with my kids, it's like so overwhelming. Like they sit down and then there's this pile of stuff and they've got to look through, you know, like just put it at the end of the day, let's put it in a basket. <laughs> let's deal with it. And you can do the same thing for yourself, for your work things. You have a basket or a place where that's going to go to. I was going to say that I, I, it's a lesson I need to teach myself as I'm surrounded by my papers and things <laughs> I need to deal with here. That's so funny. Uh, anything important that we didn't get to that you want to make sure people know about? Um, I think that the main thing is if you can figure out like a couple minutes a day and do something, that's like my main goal. I, I don't want people to feel like you it's all or nothing when it comes to cleaning. Like it's just, you're, you're making a mess all the time. Like everyone's always, you're like, I mean, that's just how people, how we are. <laughs> and so just think about it. Like I'm just maintaining, like I'm putting things away and I'm doing the next thing. And don't be overwhelmed by it because it's it's just dirt. It's it's not that big of a deal. Just treat it like work it through the system, and it'll all um, it'll get it'll get done. <laughs> all right. Our thanks to Clean Mama, Becky Rappenchuk, her book Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. This has been a, a struggle for us for many years. I've, you know, I've actually tried employing some of the tactics that she mentions about just like the little cleanups uh, around the house uh, instead of one big one at the end of the day. That certainly is a huge benefit if that is something that you're struggling with trying to get everyone to buy in and be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Because I know for me, that's a struggle. If, if I have a huge overwhelming task, I don't want to do it. And, and it's really hard to break it down into bite-sized pieces. And I think she's right that it, it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It, it can be just about progress, which, you know, I think translates to so many of the other things that we talk about on this show. Yep. That's my biggest holdup in everything that I do. If I, if I can't do it perfect, if I can't do it 100% complete, if I can't do it all, I, I won't start or I won't do it. And I can't sit with it like that. And I can't be happy or I, I won't say I can't be happy. I have trouble being happy with, you know, small steps. And there's a, a picture I see on Facebook every now and again that I keep thinking of. And it's this picture of two guys at the bottom of a ladder of their own ladders. And it's a success poster, but it says success at the top of the ladder. And the guy on the left has little itty bitty steps in between each step. And the guy on the right has these gigantic steps in between each step. And it's like, that's it right there. I mean, little teeny tiny steps over time get you there. If you go the other way, those steps are just so big and hard and you can't get there and overcome. So, I mean, it definitely applies to this. I want my whole house cleaned. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should just start with the bathroom Yep. or just the kitchen, Yep. just the living room. It's, it's like we tell our kids all the time. We, and, and we, I, you know, I think for me, when I say it, I'm also saying it to myself is don't let perfection get in the way of good. Because if it does, then you end up just in a worse situation. Like those big steps on that ladder are a lot easier to fall off of. And it takes a lot longer to get back up onto it than if you'd mm -hmm. taken three smaller steps on the way and it would have gone smoothly. It's it's like that uh, that old saying of um, if you don't have time to do it right once, you certainly don't have time to do it over. 
same thing. Like if, if you can wipe down a counter and put a few things away, that's better than waiting to clean the whole kitchen and vacuum the house and wash the dogs and, and all the things that you know you need to do. Yes, I am talking to myself right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I will say the we made an investment into some robot vacuums. Oh, those are life changers. So my main problem with it was that the bin on them was so small. Yeah. You know, you had to empty the dustbin all the time. But they make some now that have self-emptying ones. Have, did you so get that? Got, we got two of them. And holy cow, what a difference. Now really? they just run every single day. When they get full, they go back to the dock, they empty, they go back out, and then you have to empty the, the bigger bin like once a week. That's incredible because I used to have one and it was like within one cycle, you had to like stop and dump it out and it made a bigger mess and it was a big pain in the butt. That's amazing. I got to look into that. Well, we moved our old one down into, um, so our, our family room is a step down. So it's just one room. So none of the other robots can get to it. So we took our old one and we put it in there. Even just one room. That thing can't even make it through one cycle oh without my going, God. I'm full, come empty me. <laughs> so my current life situation right now is that my my wife is in quarantine. So I'm dealing with everything in the house. So cleaning, cooking, everything, right? And it, it's been interesting the last couple of days because I just don't have time to do it all. So I've been... I got most of the dishes done. I'm going to let these pots soak overnight. I'll do them tomorrow. Like I've been leaving certain things out over the last couple of nights. Like as I've been like cleaning off the island or cleaning off this counter or cleaning off a table, I've been bringing an athletic brewing beer with me and like having it on the surface that I'm cleaning. (laughs) So every time I pick it up to move it, I was taking a sip. The, The small rewards, the small treats for the hard work done. It was great. So the more I scrubbed, the more I got to drink a beer. Well, there you go. So, so if you're speaking of speaking of messes, that's the pots and pans being washed right now, just a few feet away from me. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, sorry, you uh, you mentioned Athletic Brewing Company. So they they are a sponsor of the show. We thank them for that. If you'd like to know more about them or, or order any of their amazing non-alcoholic beers, you can do so through our website, thefitmess.com. While you're there, please do subscribe to the show on whatever podcast player you're using and do sign up for the newsletter so you never miss a thing and never miss an episode of The Fit Mess. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our guest, Becky Rappinchuk. Again, her book, Clean Mama's Guide to a Peaceful Home. You can get information about that book also on our website where you'll also find a brand new episode next Wednesday at thefitmess.com. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the Internet, and even if they did play them on the Internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast.